Today we continue walking through the book of Acts and we're going to come back to the same three verses of scripture that we looked at yesterday. Now yesterday we talked about this idea that uh, it is not for us as believers to be caught flat-footed, to just be standing and looking and waiting on the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, we are to be actively in service to our King. We are to be uh, the moving about and serving and sharing the gospel in all walks of life, in every context, doing all we can to ensure that those around us have a saving relationship with Jesus. Now today, we're going to continue in those same three verses of Scripture, and we're going to just talk about uh, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's come back to these three verses. Let me read them again to you. The Bible says, after Jesus said this, he was taken up as they were watching. You remember yesterday, we talked very briefly about this idea that heaven is up. The Bible says here, Jesus was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven. And suddenly, two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Now, let's think for just a moment. The natural question arises into our hearts. What is Jesus doing today? What is he doing right now? Now, this text, let me say this, this text does teach us of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to get there in just a moment. But of course, there have been 2,000 years since this moment and now. So what is Jesus doing during that large time frame? Is he just up there and twiddling his thumbs and waiting around? Is he, uh, you know, just kind of... Uh, just maybe taking a nap, taking a break. What is Jesus doing right now? Well, the Bible teaches us what he's doing in two separate places. Number one, in Romans, Romans chapter number eight, the Bible says, who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God. So Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. Friends, the right hand. That's the seat of authority. And the Bible says, and he intercedes for us. What does that mean, he intercedes for us? Well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, chapter number 4, the Bible says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who is passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to the confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. So right now, in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in the seat of authority and he is interceding for the saints. What does it mean to intercede for someone? Well, friends, if I'm going to gauge an intercessory prayer, that means I'm not praying on behalf of myself. That means I'm praying on behalf of you. 
So every day I get up in the mornings and I go out and I take a run. And while I'm out running in the morning times, oftentimes it becomes just a time of prayer. As I'm out running along, I just start talking to God and I begin to pray. And as I begin to pray, it always comes to a point during that time where I begin to intercede for others. I begin to talk to God on behalf of my wife, my children, my friends, my extended family, my church family, people that I know, a lost people that I'm praying for. So I'm not praying for myself, but in, in, in intercessory prayer, I'm praying for someone else. I'm the, I'm an intercessor. So you have God on one side, you have the person prayed for on the other side, and then you have someone in the middle who is praying for that person. That's the intercessor. Well, when we think about the Lord Jesus Christ today, the Bible says that he is interceding on our behalf. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that he is now our great high priest. He is our representative before the Father. And so now today, when we pray, we are praying in Jesus' name. Remember that he tells us in the book of John, ask anything in my name and I will do it that the Father might be glorified. So today, as we pray, we are praying in the name of Jesus and he then is praying on our behalf to the Father. Now think about that for a moment. Now that's a mystery. We begin to talk about the Trinity and we are certainly diving into the, the, the deep mysteries of the personhood of God. You, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three three in one, one being, three persons. It's, it's, it's an amazing concept. And inside the Trinity, they are co-equal, they are co-eternal. But the Bible tells us that, that each one of the members of the Godhead, they have different actions that they do. And so the Lord Jesus Christ is, is interceding, praying for us to the Father. Now that's an amazing concept and we think about this even through the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8, the same place that the Bible tells us that Jesus is interceding for us. The Bible tells us also there in Romans chapter 8 that we do not know how to pray as we ought. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in groanings which are unexpressible in words, meaning that he is praying prayers for us in, in these groanings. The Holy Spirit is groaning over us in inexpressible words. And so we have both the Son and the Spirit interceding for us to the Father. So, so we have, we have God himself praying for us. So friends, listen, Jesus today is not a complacent savior. He, he's not just twiddling his thumbs, waiting the day he returns. He's, he's not just up there, you know, eating grapes and, 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 and just enjoying his time. The Bible tells us that he is actively involved in the work, in the life of the believer. He is interceding for us. And we know in his intercession for us, he's actually watching over us. How do we know that? Well, we know that because over in Acts chapter number five, whenever 
excuse me, uh, Acts chapter number 7, whenever Stephen is being martyred for his faith, the Bible tells us as they were stoning Stephen, he cries out and he says, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So in the moment that Stephen is martyred, Jesus Christ himself stands up as he is being stoned to death in in almost an act of, of honor for what Stephen is doing in his name and waiting expectantly the moment where Stephen is going to step into the portals of glory. So Jesus is, is interceding for us. He's actively involved in our lives through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's watching over us. He knows what's taking place in our lives. He's, he's not oblivious to it. It's, it doesn't take him by surprise. And so the Lord Jesus Christ today, friends, he is always with us. He's always watching over us. He is a good Savior. He's an active Savior. He is a living Savior, interceding on behalf of the saints of God. So just in case today you wonder what's Jesus up to, he's up to uh, the, the work of the gospel through you and doing all he can to, to, to stand beside you, to empower you, to encourage you, as you take the gospel to the ends of the earth. May God continue to bless you richly as you do his work. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time on New Horizons.